Hello and welcome to this episode of Bite Size Medicine. This is a brief review of mesenteric ischemia and ischemic colitis. What is mesenteric ischemia? It's insufficient blood supply to the small intestine. What are the two categories of the causes for mesenteric ischemia? Occlusive versus non-occlusive mechanisms. What are the underlying causes of occlusive type mesenteric ischemia? Embolic or thrombotic events. What are the common conditions associated with emboli, atrial fibrillation, congestive heart failure, and valvular heart diseases? Never forget that in congestive heart failure, we have an stasis of the blood with reduced ejection fraction, and that predisposes to risk of emboli formation. What condition is associated with thrombotic type, mesenteric ischemia, any risk factor of atherosclerosis, predisposes to arterial or venous thrombosis, plus the vasculitis syndrome. How is the regional distribution of embolic versus thrombotic type mesenteric ischemia differ from one another? Always remember, embolic type mesenteric ischemia typically involves distal small bowel and proximal colon, but it spares the proximal small intestine. While the thrombotic type mesenteric ischemia can involve the entire small bowel distal to ligament of traits and can also involve the right colon. What artery is most commonly involved in thrombotic type mesenteric ischemia? Superior mesenteric artery. Okay, that is about the occlusive type mesenteric ischemia. What is the non-occlusive type or causes of mesenteric ischemia other than thromboembolic events? Non-occlusive causes of mesenteric ischemia is exactly the same as causes of ischemic colitis that we will discuss later. Conditions such as dropped blood pressure, congestive heart failure, arrhythmias, or vasoconstriction such as use of cocaine or digitalis and alpha adrenergics. What is the distribution pattern following non-occlusive events causing mesenteric ischemia? It has no anatomic distribution. In other words, contrary to thromboembolic type mesenteric ischemia, non-occlusive or ischemic type mesenteric ischemia has patchy involvement in the form of patchy areas of intestinal necrosis. What is the underlying mechanism of mesenteric ischemia in a patient with history of lung adenocarcinoma. Always remember the predisposing conditions to venous thrombosis, as in this case. They include trauma, neoplasm, infections, cirrhosis, OCPUs, and certain conditions such as antithrombin deficiency, protein C or S deficiency, factor V laden mutation, or lupus anticoagulant. Okay, we compared the distribution and pathogenesis of occlusive versus non-occlusive type of mesenteric ischemia. Now, let's discuss the clinical features of acute versus chronic mesenteric ischemia. What is the acute mesenteric ischemia? Usually acute, especially acute thrombotic type, is indeed acute on chronic mesenteric ischemia, for example, a patient with history of peripheral vascular disease or atherosclerosis. But the clinical symptoms of acute mesenteric ischemia versus chronic mesenteric insufficiency. First of all, put it simple, POOP or poop, pain out of proportion to physical exam or tenderness is the hallmark of acute ischemia, while abdominal angina, as in the case 
of angina pectoris is a sign of chronic mesenteric ischemia or chronic ischemia in general. That said, what are the complete symptoms of acute mesenteric ischemia? Periumbilical or sometimes diffuse non-focal pain that's out of proportion to tenderness, plus obstructive findings. As you may remember, in the lecture about small bowel obstruction, we talked about one of the possibilities of small bowel obstruction is acute mesenteric ischemia. And the symptoms of obstruction include nausea, vomiting, distension, and presence of air fluid levels on x-rays. What are the other manifestations of acute mesenteric ischemia? GI bleeding plus the imaging findings. What are the possible imaging findings on acute mesenteric ischemia? And remember, we are not talking about the x-ray findings of intestinal obstruction, such as air fluid levels. We are talking about the specific sign in x-ray of acute mesenteric ischemia, and that is thumbprinting sign indicative of submucosal edema plus possible air within the bowel wall, which is referred to as pneumatosis intestinalis. Okay, that said, what are the symptoms of chronic mesenteric insufficiency? The abdominal angina, which is dull, crampy, periumbilical pain 15 to 30 minutes after meals that lasts for hours and can cause food aversion and therefore weight loss. Always remember, if there is no weight loss in a patient with chronic abdominal pain, it's most possibly not a chronic type mesenteric ischemia as diagnosis. What are the differentials of postprandial abdominal pain once more? In addition to chronic mesenteric ischemia or intestinal angina, we should think of, of course, biliary colic and intestinal obstruction. Special also remember gastric type peptic ulcer diseases and other differential. What is median arcuate ligament syndrome? It's a form of chronic mesenteric ischemia and what's its mechanism? It's due, to, it's due to extrinsic compression of celiac artery by the ligament, the median arcuate ligament. And how do we manage it? It's managed by decompression procedures and stenting. Define the typical case of chronic mesenteric ischemia with just two typical symptoms. A patient who has history of per peripheral vascular diseases and now has come with weight loss or food aversion with episodic dull abdominal pain after meals. Okay, now what is the best initial test for diagnosis of mesenteric ischemia in a patient who either has POOP or intestinal angina? Best initial test is abdominal x-ray or CT. Either one of these can show bowel wall edema or thumb printing as well as possibility of pneumatosis intestinalis. What's the most accurate test to confirm the diagnosis of mesenteric ischemia, that is mesenteric CT or CT angiography. And when we say mesenteric, we mean celiac or mesenteric arteriography. What's the benefit of conventional angiography compared to the gold standard, which is mesenteric CT angiography? The conventional angiography also allows for the interventions if needed for thrombosis and embolism, such as the stenting, as we mentioned. What is the first step approaching the management of a patient with symptoms of mesenteric ischemia? The very first thing to consider is presence or absence of peritoneal signs. If any peritoneal symptoms is present, the management should start with surgery following initial resuscitation. That means usually exploratory laparotomy and in the case of occlusive type followed by embolectomy. In exploratory laparotomy, what they do? They explore if there is any non-viable bowel and that would be resected. What is the other indication of 
surgery in the cases of mesenteric ischemia when peritoneal signs are absent. If peritoneal signs are absent, but CT or plan X-ray shows free air or symptoms of advanced ischemia, such as dead bowel, again, the approach is surgical laparotomy. If surgery is not the management of choice, which means no peritoneal signs or no free air and ischemic segments in imaging, what is the management? If surgical approach or laparotomy is not indicated, the next step is arteriography or angiography. In the case of occlusive type mesenteric ischemia confirmed by angiography, the next step is use of thrombolytic modalities such as angioplasty. In the case of non-occlusive mesenteric ischemia confirmed by angiography with no indication for surgery, the management is intraarterial vasodilators especially if vasospasm is present in arteriography. So simplify the management approach to mesenteric ischemia. First, resuscitation. Then figure out if laparotomy or surgery is indicated. That means if there is any peritoneal symptoms present, also for the patients with non-improving symptoms or symptoms of ischemia. The surgery includes exploratory laparotomy, resection of dead segments, and embolect. However, if the patient is stable and has no peritoneal signs, the next step is abdominal x-ray or CT. If in plain x-ray or abdominal CT there is indication of advanced ischemia, for example, dead bowel or presence of free air, that means again laparotomy. If everything is normal, including imaging so far, the next step is what? That is mesenteric arteriography or angiography. If angiography or mesenteric arteriography proves occlusive type or thromboembolic type mesenteric ischemia, the next step is systemic anticoagulation for acute ischemia and for chronic mesenteric ischemia, the management is similar to what we do in acute ischemia after anticoagulation and that is catheter thrombolysis with angioplasty. Now, if arteriography shows mesenteric vasospasm, we use intraarterial vasodilators. Then the question is, when do we use pressors? While vasodilators are used to manage mesenteric ischemia with arteriographic evidence of vasospasm, pressors such as dopamine, dobutamine, and milrinone are used for the non-occlusive type, you know, the ones that are associated with low blood pressure. A couple points about the pressors is one, dopamine as low to moderate dose has D and beta function and therefore can help maintain flow within the mesenteric and splanchnic circulation. So what are the contraindications regarding the use of pressors? One is we don't use digitalis even in non-occlusive type mesenteric ischemia. And the second point is we use vasopressors for the non-occlusive type mesenteric ischemia while we use vasodilators for the vasospastic type. And the final question of mesenteric ischemia, once more, what are the indications of use of anticoagulation versus thrombolysis in the management of mesenteric ischemia? We anticoagulate the patient with occlusive type acute mesenteric ischemia. We use thrombolytics and or angioplasty, angiography with catheter thrombolysis slash thrombectomy for the long-term management of both acute and chronic occlusive type mesenteric ischemia, but we don't use thrombolytics or anticoagulation for the non-occlusive type. Okay, now let's talk a bit about ischemic colitis. 
Similar to mesenteric ischemia, ischemic colitis involves insufficient blood supply to the colon with potential for necrosis. What's the most common area for ischemic colitis to happen? The so-called watershed areas, which most frequently involves left colon in the splenic flexure. Are there other watershed areas? Yes. Lower sigmoid and mid to lower rectum also include other watershed areas. Compare and contrast symptoms of ischemic colitis with that of mesenteric ischemia. While we said acute mesenteric ischemia manifests as PO, OP, and chronic mesenteric ischemia manifests as intestinal angina, the hallmark of ischemic colitis is presence of abdominal pain after meals or exertion that is followed by bloody diarrhea. Again, as usual, presence of fever or peritoneal signs indicates bowel necrosis. What are the best and most accurate tests for diagnosis of ischemic colitis? Best initial test is CT with contrast. While in the case of mesenteric ischemia, we say either abdominal x-ray or CT. Here, the best first test is CT with contrast. What's the most accurate test for both conditions is, again, angiography. Do all patients with ischemic colitis require the most accurate test or angiography? No, usually angiography is needed or, in general, the best confirmatory or gold standard test is required when the initial tests are non-diagnostic. So if you have a case where the initial con contrast CT has diagnosed ischemic colitis, you do not need to proceed with angiography. In case you are asked about the findings of ischemic colitis in colonoscopy, what are they? Hail mucosa, presence of petechial bleeding. How do we manage ischemic colitis? First resuscitate, then give bowel rest, plus one important difference with that of mesenteric ischemia is we need broad spectrum antibiotics in the management of ischemic colitis. What are the indications for surgical resection in patients with ischemic colitis? If there is any infarction present, for example, or in imaging or angiography, the patient has severe symptoms of fulminant colitis, or if there are obstruction or obstructive symptoms. That brings us to the last question of this section. What's the major etiologies and etiologic difference between ischemic colitis versus mesenteric ischemia? Ischemic colitis is almost, in the majority of cases, due to non-occlusive causes, more commonly so than the vaso-occlusive cause. So what are the etiologies of ischemic colitis? Shock or any cause of reduced blood pressure, mechanical obstruction, vasculitis, and drug-related. What drugs can cause ischemic colitis? Constipation-inducing drugs, such as anticholinergics, immunomodulators, and stimulants. Among the conditions that drop blood pressure and include major vascular events, always remember aortic dissection, cholesterol emboli, and primary vasculitides. And finally, what mechanical bowel obstructions can predispose to ischemic colitis? Strangulated hernias, adhesions, colon cancer, and fecal impaction. This finishes our discussion of intestinal ischemia and ischemic colitis.